Pauline, give me some of your tots. I ate his liver with some fava beans. A nice Chianti. Combo, pan fry, deep fry, stir fry. Yummy! Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Cooking Show. I am your host, Bob, and this week we're going to make a trio of tarts. <laughs> well, maybe maybe it's a duo of tarts and one tart imposter. Because if you go by the, uh, what would you say, the official definition of a tart, it's generally in the confection realm, it's in the dessert realm. And the one you know wild card that we're going to make today is decidedly not a dessert. So when I give you the recipes for like the pastry, for the filling, whatever, certainly is uh, an easier way to go about this. You know, if you if you use butter and milk, it'll be a lot easier. But I am on day 63 with my wife of a 75 day, sort of like personal discipline, uh, fitness, challenge or program it's called 75 hard and we have to do you know two 45 minute workouts per day one of them has to be outside we have to read 10 pages of nonfiction. Let's see drink a gallon of water follow a diet like any diet like you could do keto or paleo or you know whatever follow a diet no cheat meals no alcohol nothing like that and uh, i think we have to take a selfie every day to document our progress or whatever. But one of her self-imposed dietary limitations is no dairy, you know, so we're going to work around that. And one of mine is uh, no refined sugars, no granulated sugar, no brown sugar, no high fructose corn syrup. She would actually share in that restriction. I do not have a dairy restriction for myself. So what we're going to do is we're going to make these with no dairy and no uh, refined sugar. That doesn't mean that we don't have access to sugar, you know, like um, you can use maple syrup, you can use honey. And regardless of the you know, arguments about how metabolically your body responds to honey or maple syrup versus high fructose corn syrup or granulated sugar or whatever, that's kind of beside the point. Mainly it is to impose a restriction and then to follow it, regardless of how difficult it is or how inconvenient or whatever. And honestly, it's not. <laughs> so it's not that big of a deal. Also, because I make our maple syrup, like I actually had an episode of maple syrup, I don't know, back, oh geez, when was that? Probably two months ago, maybe month and a half, two months ago. Uh, I make our maple syrup. We get our honey from, you know, a local apiary. So when there is a not insignificant cost, either monetary in the, in the case of, you know, local honey or in labor, in the case of maple syrup, even if you are quote unquote allowed to use that, chances are you're not going to use very much, you know, like I'm not going to be tearing through the standard American diet's worth of sugar in maple syrup, knowing that, you know, there's a couple of weeks of preparation and labor and tending the, the evaporator and boiling it down, yada, 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 yada. So I'm probably going to use it sparingly. <laughs> so uh, it seems like a responsible way to, way to do this. So we're going to make a couple of tarts. What is a tart? What is a tart? It is a confection, an open, an open pie 
It is a flaky crust with a filling. Sometimes it's an egg custard. Sometimes it's fruit, whatever. And it's baked and it doesn't have a, a cover over it. Um, compare that to a pie, which I believe is a covered pastry, or a cobbler, which is an open uh, cooked fruit pie. A tart is what it is. <laughs> so we're going to make three tarts. We're going to make an, uh, a, a traditional, I saw this as an, as an English style tart, which was a vanilla custard with nutmeg and cinnamon. It was very delicious. This is actually the one that I sampled when we were finished. Um, and very simple, very easy, very delicious. And we're going to use most of the components from that one to duplicate it, to make a fruit tart with fresh fruit, like kiwi and raspberries, blackberries, strawberries, blueberries, all that kind of stuff. Mango, little cubes of mango is very pretty. This is, you know, you'll see a lot of these online where you make your, you make your tart and then you just line the top of it with a bunch of fancy cut fruit or whatever. I'll enjoy that one tomorrow perhaps. And then our wild card, the wild card tart is a liver and onion tart. And you're like, oh man, that is quite a wild card, isn't it? Well, you know, it definitely doesn't have any of the confectionery qualities. Like we don't use, do like an egg custard, but it's not a sweet custard. It's it's essentially an egg filling without the vanilla, without the maple syrup, without cinnamon or nutmeg or anything like that. I have been eating a lot of liver lately. Not my favorite thing in the world, but I just couldn't get past the 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 density uh, the nutrient density like how much b vitamins and vitamin k and iron and all that and how bioavailable everything is to the extent that if you eat liver on like an empty stomach you get a little bit of a rush you get like a little uh, jolt of energy like it is it is tangible it is a tangible i don't want to say that it makes you high like i don't want people you know out there hitting the liver you know but it really, whew, it really perks you up. It's like a, it's a rush of vitamin and mineral energy that is kind of incredible. You know, once you, once you're accustomed to the flavor and the texture, really, then it's uh, just a matter of like, oh, this is what it is. But if you think back to early, early human, humankind, mankind, humanity, whatever, when they would take down a bison or a mammoth or something like that. Man, that liver was a prized piece of that animal's flesh. That was that was something that would be reserved for, you know, the captain of the hunting party or the chief of the village or whatever. I don't know. But, I mean, you see it with the pack animals like wolves. When wolves will take down a moose or a bison, um, man, they go straight for that liver. And it is uh, there's a reason for it. It is like mainlining uh, essential vitamins, minerals, and protein and fat and all this other kind of stuff. So... I've been eating a lot of liver and I've gotten to the point now where it's like I'm trying to, I, I wouldn't say that I'm trying to hide liver in things. You know, it's not like, you know, when somebody, when you have a friend that takes up juicing or smoothies or something like taste this, it's chocolate strawberry, right? There's kale in it. <laughs> you know, they start hiding kale and everything. I'm not like that, but I was like, you know what? I've been, I've, I've been having my plate of liver and scrambled eggs and yeah, let's, Let's see what we can do here. We'll do a little fun, a fun little play on liver and onions, you know, the classic pairing. So what we do is we, 
We have our liver dredged in flour, fried in, in ghee. I am using ghee because it has the milk solids removed, so there's no actual lactose. So it's, you know, it's kind of hard to differentiate between ghee and tallow. It's essentially just a beef fat, so it counts. If I'm not using butter, I can use ghee. But anyway, uh, the liver dredged in flour, fried in ghee, chopped up into reasonable sized pieces, suspended in an egg custard, baked in the oven, and then topped with caramelized onions and one of two morels that I found in the woods today with my boy. We went for a hike and found, he found one, I found one. And then I was like, we, we don't have to look super hard now and be disappointed by not finding morels because we each found one and we'll use one to garnish this, uh, this tart, the savory tart that we made. All right. So let's, uh, let's get into this. We've been talking here for almost 10 minutes. What we'll do is, uh, let's see, there, there will be cons some consistency between, uh, all of these things. So we'll go through the pastry recipe. We'll go through the filling recipe and both of those will be in the context of the, of the sweet tart. And then, you know, for, um, for the savory tart, I'll just tell you what to omit. You check out the show notes. You'll have all the plain text recipes. Cause here we got plain text, uh, you know, aside from the fact that we made uh, cashew milk and we made the, the dough for the, for the crust, um, we made the filling, you know, the custard filling. And then we made, we made the custard filling again and omitted a couple ingredients to use for the, for the liver boy. And then, you know, what else do you got? You got caramelizing onions. It's fairly simple. But if you want to look at some plain text instructions, that'll be in the show notes. Obviously, we'll have the link to the Imager album, all the photographs, the step-by-step -step here. Uh, I'll just tell you right now, uh, in both cases of making these tarts, the one step that is omitted is tempering the egg filling with the warm or almost hot milk because I'm holding a pan with one hand and a whisk with the other and there is no third hand available to take a picture. <laughs> okay. But yeah, you know, there is some tempering of the egg that you need to do there. Uh, let's see what else, you know, maybe, maybe I can put in the show notes, a link to a tart pan. Like there are actual tart pans, you know, it makes it very fancy, very, uh, attractive, visually attractive. I, just used a trio of small cast iron pans because I'm country to act diet. Uh, I was gonna I was gonna do these freeform tarts with just fruit in them, but that was because I thought I only had two of these small cast iron pans. But you know, I had three, so I used all three of them. Okay, so uh, let's get started. Let's talk about uh, the crust first because the crust you're basically making. Mm, now, how crumbly of a crust do you want to make? That's up to you. You know, you could make this straight up like biscuit dough or um, uh, like a pie crust that really falls apart. Uh, I made it a little bit more glutinous and robust, okay? Um, mainly because I knew that rolling them out and laying them into these um, cast iron pans would be kind of frustrating if I was using like biscuit crust. I didn't want to have to do it where you're just pressing it into all the nooks and crannies. I kind of wanted it to be like a sheet that I could lay over the pan and then press down into the corners. But here, this is, this is the recipe for the basic crust. I doubled this, which was enough to make three of these small tarts because 
uh, this recipe would be more would be more than enough for one of these small pans, but not enough for three. So maybe less than two. I don't know. Whatever. I, I doubled the recipe. <laughs> but the recipe is one and a half cups of all-purpose flour, a quarter teaspoon of salt. I used eight tablespoons of ghee. You could use eight tablespoons of unsalted butter. Um, the recipe was for two tablespoons of granulated sugar. I replaced that with maple syrup. And I did use this crust recipe for both the liver and onion tort and the uh, and the sweet torts. I'm sorry, not tort. I, I knew I was going to have that stuck in my head. I think there was this book. Ah, it wasn't by Michael Crichton, I don't believe. It was one of those, you know, pulp fiction novelist. And I think it was called the King of Torts. And it was about a guy who was like a personal injury attorney and he gets spun up into this big, what would you call it? Homeland security type of racket. I don't, I don't remember what the point of it was, um, but it was called King of Torts. And I knew that I was going to have that in my head and I was going to say tort when I met tart, but whatever. Anyway. So uh, yeah, skip the two tablespoons of sugar. I replaced that with the um, maple syrup and then one large egg yolk so separate your egg hold on to the yolk you if you do that all together you're going to get basically like a biscuity type of crust i also added between a half and three quarters cup of water so that the dough hook on my my stand mixer could pull this all together and turn it into um, what started off as a shaggy dough and then i worked it with my hands afterwards to make it into a smooth dough with eight tablespoons of butter or ghee in my case in the dough you're going to end up with a really nice um it'll be crumbly it'll break apart mine will kind of break into shards whereas if you omit the water it would more shatter into smaller pieces of dough but either way you're good to go now let's talk about the uh for the custard inside for the sweet versions of these tarts we went with one and a half cups of, I used cashew milk, you use whole milk, whatever. Um, six large egg yolks, again, separated, just the yolks. A quarter cup of granulated sugar. I replaced that quarter cup of sugar with maple syrup. Uh, and then, you know, a teaspoon of nutmeg, a teaspoon of cinnamon. You're not going to use the whole thing. You're going to use like a pinch of, of both. And then you also want two tablespoons of vanilla extract, okay? And the way you prepare the filling is to whisk your egg yolks together with the sugar, whether it's sugar, maple syrup, whatever, with the vanilla extract. Get it whisked in there. It'll it'll get smooth. Because you don't have to incorporate the, the albumin, the whites of the eggs, into the egg yolks, they will get nice and smooth immediately. You want to heat your milk, whether it's dairy milk, whether it's cashew milk or whatever, heat that on the stove up to like the point where it's almost simmering, like where it starts to simmer on the bottom, but you don't want to bring it to a boil. You don't want the simmer to like break the surface. So you kind of just, you're getting it hot. Okay. And then kill the heat. Let it sit there for a little bit. Don't, don't use it whenever it's at the peak of the simmer. But then what you're going to do is you're going to temper the eggs with the, the hot milk by drizzling the milk into the eggs while whisking it nice and fast. This will if you do it properly, if you do it slow enough, if you have enough patience, it will incorporate all the milk into the eggs without curdling the eggs, without making scrambled eggs. You'll still have a liquid custard base 
at the end of this process by just drizzling that milk in there, whisking it nice and vigorously so that you're distributing the heat. Uh, you're spreading the, the heat of the milk through the eggs, yada, yada, yada. And you're going to end up with like a pale yellow, sort of a dandelion colored egg mixture that you will pour into your, your prepared crust. And with the crust, you know, you, you mix together all the ingredients that we talked about before, comes to into a ball, put that in the refrigerator for like a half hour so that it firms up so it's nice and tight. And then you can roll it out into rounds, place it into either your tart pan or your cast iron pan, or, I mean, you could even do like a little muffin pan if you wanted to. I mean, I'm not going to judge. But anyway, get get your crust in there, up the walls. I mean, you look at the pictures, you'll see you'll see how the how the game's played, and then very gently pour your tempered egg mixture into that crust. Now, for the liver and onion uh, custard, um, don't use any maple syrup, and also add about three or four tablespoons of ghee to the milk when you're heating it up on the stove, that's going to incorporate more fat into the milk. And then whenever you temper your eggs and pour it in there, it'll give you a nice savory flavor and texture. Once you have your, your, your tarts filled, if you're doing the liver and onions thing, I, I mean, you should be caramelizing your onions at this point. Caramelizing onions takes much longer than what you think it will. Um, I think I, um, cooked the onions for about an hour and a half and had those going in the background in a cast iron, enameled cast iron Dutch oven. So I can move them around with a wooden spoon every once in a while, but they were just kind of going passively. Dredged my liver. I used four ounces of liver. You know, if you get, you buy one of those packages of calf liver, a lot of times they are sliced into four equal portions. So I used one of those, dredged it in flour, fried it in ghee, little bit of salt, a little bit of pepper, and then remove that to a cutting board to let it rest for, you know, five, five, 10 minutes. So that it would get cool enough that I could handle it. So I could chop it into small pieces and also cool enough that it, when I add it to the, the liquid egg filling for that particular tart, the heat of the liver wouldn't scramble the eggs, wouldn't curdle the eggs, you know? And then I just sort of like dotted it in there, filled it in so that it was nice and even, and then into a 400 degree oven Fahrenheit for 20 minutes. Realistically, you're going to cut that heat earlier than 20 minutes. What you're going to do is you're going to put it in a 400 degree oven and then between the 15 and 20 minute mark, you're going to reduce that heat down to like 350, 325, and then let it ride at that lower temperature until the total cooking time has achieved 30 minutes. So if you go 20 minutes, you would add 20, or I'm sorry, if you went 20 minutes at 400 degrees, you would then go 10 minutes at the lower 325. However, you want to check this at around the 15 minute mark. If you're starting to get any browning on the top of the filling, at that point, kill the oven temperature, knock it down to 325 and let it ride out the remaining 15 minutes at that lower temperature. Okay. After 30 total minutes of cook time, you can remove your tarts from the oven and let them cool on the countertop. Uh, you know, I knew doing three of these, I would mess things up. <laughs> Before you put those in, the one that you're going to do that is not topped with fruit, that is the uh, nutmeg and cinnamon, 
take a, a pinch of cinnamon and nutmeg and dust the top of that and then into the oven. Oh, my God. Ah, you think this is hard just relating it. I, I made three of these at the same time and, you know, couldn't put them all in the oven at the same time. <laughs> anyway, um, so, yeah, you remove them from the oven and you're going to let them rest and cool for a period of time. Now, for that, for the liver and onions one, at that point, you know, af after 10 minutes, it is it has cooled significantly, but it hasn't like chilled. It hasn't come down to, to room temperature. Uh, very gently with a pair of tongs, grab out big clumps of caramelized onions and lay that all around the inside of the crust so that it kind of tops the whole thing with caramelized onions. If you want to, you could chiffonade a little bit of sage and caramelize your onions with the sage. That's what I did just because I have this really pretty new sage plant. It's a golden sage. So it's kind of, it's not technically variegated, but it does have like a, like a gold uh, inlay to it on the leaves. So I, I did that and then I garnished it with one sauteed morel mushroom and a leaf of golden sage. And uh, it turned out really beautiful. I'm going to consume it tomorrow and I hope it's wonderful. Um, as far as the the English style tart with the the nutmeg and the cinnamon, that one you can let it cool down to about room temperature and then refrigerate it. And that is going to turn out fantastic. You should have like this silky smooth filling uh, whenever you cut a slice out of it and like a, just a very velvety uh, custard. And for the fruit tart, once it, once it has cooled down sufficiently to about room temperature, you can slice things like kiwi and strawberry and, and mango. You could do banana slices. You could do all kinds of fruit slices. And then, you know, lay them around the top in a nice pattern, lots of alternating colors and flavors and whatever, and then into the fridge with that bad girl as well. And those will cool down to, you know, 40 degrees or below for your refrigerated temperature. That will, um, that will really make the, the vanilla custard filling just pop in the mouth. It'll feel, it'll feel cool and refreshing. Yeah crumbly crust. It's absolutely delicious. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things be like, oh, it has cashew milk. It's like, oh, there's kale in it. <laughs> it's like hiding all these things. Oh, there's liver and kale and cashew milk and wonderful. Anyway, um, so that's some really basic tarts, really easy, breezy, beautiful. I mean, it sounds, you know, you, you see one with all the fruit on the top, you're like, oh, that looks so beautiful. It must be complicated. It's really not. It's mostly eggs and flour. It's a whole bunch of both of those things with a little bit of flavor. It's mainly uh, it's mainly a, a, a process, a technique type of a dish. You know, you could uh, you could mess it up and just have a scrambled egg pie. But if you don't, if you do it right, it is absolutely divine, it is the king of tarts. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Have a great week.